this uh, this is the only thing it will ever unplunge. I already know that. It's just a disposable one. Yeah. If anything, do you know what my plan is? If I can, flush it down. Get rid of it. Flush it down. <laughs> <laughs> flush it down the plug hole once I'm done. Yeah, there'll be a plunger come up in my car. In the world of conspiracies, the supernatural, and the downright spooky, there are only two men who you can trust. Dennis Lynn and Roger O'Sullivan. Or as they prefer to be called, the unexplained legends. There is perhaps no supernatural entity more associated with Ireland than that of the Banshee, a spirit creature which is said to appear as a bad omen. An old wives' tale, surely. Or is it? This week on Unexplained Legends, the legend of the Banshee. Welcome, listeners, to this week's episode of... That is not my... I'm Roger O'Sullivan, and with me, as always, is... Dennis the Plumber, Len. Oh. I got so startled there because it sounded like you already had reverb when you said Unexplained Legends. No, 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 no. no. I was like, how the hell is he doing that? That's unbelievable. Which brings me perfectly into the fact that together we are... That is not my... Exactly. How's your week going this week, Raj? Uh, Not too bad. Not too bad. Very busy. Yeah, very busy. I've been doing a lot of um, a lot of diversifying my portfolio. Oh yeah, you, you're into investing now, aren't you? I'm big into investing. Yeah, uh, I've been. You've been investing a lot of vests. Yeah, been. I I listen. Mark my words. Vests are on the way back in. Do you think? Yeah, string vests. I think uh, I think it's still popular with kids. Kids still wear vests, but I think at a certain age, what age do they stop wearing vests? At I would say twelve. Oh, I would think that you only stop wearing vests. When you get to like 35. 35? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's when you age out of vests. And when do you age back in? Because you definitely age back you in. You age back in at 40. <laughs> All right. There's only five year there. Yeah, that's why, no that's why it's so lucrative. Do you vest. wear vests at the moment? No. You seem like a vest person. No, I'm, I'm not a vest I would, wearer. I would even say, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, a little long john is, is uh, inside your wardrobe. I'm not opposed to a long john. I never said you were opposed no, to a No, no, I'll wear a long john, but I won't wear a vest. Okay. Why? Because don't get high on your own supply. Mm-hmm. I'm heavily invested in vests now. Oh, so it's like a legal thing almost. Like. Yeah, it is. It's insider trading. Have you ever um, have you ever worn a fishnet vest? <laughs> um, I I won't confirm nor deny those rumors. We've oh. been through this. We've been through this. I won't comment on those kind of rumors and speculation. I just don't know where you'd put a vest these days. You know, like I, I would oh. just. I don't know. I don't even how it would. Uh, Oh, you know, you put it on, then well, you have a t-shirt on top of with, it. And with how the how tight the clothes have got. Even yeah. though they're getting loose again, that's why vests are coming back. Because the thing is, with these big, loose, flowing tops people are wearing again, yeah. you're getting gusts of wind going up there, and they're, they're, they're giving people, not to alarm anyone, they're giving them pneumonia. As my pneumonia. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what, we, what we in the vest industry are doing is we're trying to reintroduce, do you know, rewilding. Yeah. We're like doing that. But You're revesting. Vests. We're revesting. We're, we're heavily invested in revesting. <laughs> and we're trying to get the word out there. If there's any, if there's any young men or women out there who are afraid to wear vests. Over the age of 18. Yeah, because of, of stigmatization. If they're worried about wearing vests, don't. Just, just wear yeah. them. You do you. But only if it's wearing vests. <laughs> what are you doing for Paddy's Day? Uh, for Paddy's Day, I am coincidentally going back to Ireland. Are you really? But, but that's not why I'm going back. Going back to the homeland? Yeah, that's not why I'm going back. I'm going back to surprise my mother for Mother's Day. Yeah. Are you going to be in the parade? Uh, yeah, they asked me 
And I said, I can't make it. Oh, no. Because yeah, I have another gig. Where are you doing the gig? I'm doing another parade. Oh, okay, yeah, great. Are you doing a bigger parade or a smaller parade? I'm doing um, I'm doing the North Korean embassy. Oh, brilliant. They're doing great. a small I parade. Would never have expected that. <laughs> you must have been practicing with that for a long time, really. Who was that? Who was at the front? Just you and uh, Dennis Rodman. Yeah, there's just the two of us, <laughs> and we're we're just basically we're shaking hands the whole way, and and we're we're just we're trying to spread the word about how North Korea, you know, Hold it. give them a chance. <laughs> oh wait, uh, you know what? That's probably one of the flag words as well. You know, you're gonna, oh, have, yeah, you're gonna yeah. have to bleep all okay, that out. Yeah, yeah. That, okay. <laughs> um, all right. So for the listeners who are assuming that we're on drugs um, this episode, what are we doing this week? This week, Dennis, because we're still, like you mentioned, we're still in St. Patrick's Day mode. Oh, we're in the swing of it. So we are. Yeah. Oh, God. The American that listeners made, that love that. They love that. No. So, Irish it up a bit for the Americans. So, right. Put a bit of whiskey. Put a w- bit of whiskey <laughs> in it. Did I ever tell you about when I worked in a cafe and somebody came in and they were like, oh, what do you have? Like, and I was like, oh, well, um, coffee. You know, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't very good when I worked there. Uh, I was like, oh, well, latte, Americano, you know. The usual. Macchiato, all the, And then I said, or, you know, you have tea, uh, we have herbal teas, or we have we have Irish tea. That's what I said. And then they said, oh, Irish tea, is that with whiskey? Is that with whiskey? Um, and I, I was, like, simultaneously offended, but then also did think, well, there is Irish coffee. But you did also wink at him. So yeah, I did. probably give it like, away. Gave him a big And old... shook a bottle of whiskey as well. <laughs> well, I think he smelled it off me. <laughs> and he thought, oh, that, that explains it. I'm like, no, not at all. The, uh, so yeah, we're still in the swing of, the, of the, the month of Irishness. Yeah, oh God, we are. This is probably going to be our last episode on Irish topics. For? Until next March, probably. Uh, I'm not committing to doing this every March. Why? Have you been having too much fun doing it? Uh, yeah, I've been having way too much fun. But also, I think that there's a chance that I might want to bring up a few more ideas I have during the year. I have a question for you. How yeah. many conspiracy theories do you think are generated each year? That's a good question. I would say 15. 15. So that's good. So that's 15 weeks every year that's covered for us in episodes. Yeah. Pretty much. And then we have a back catalogue of you know human history for the rest of them. Yeah, I think something that's frustrating, though, in terms of, of this podcast and its longevity... Is you have ghosts, right? Yeah. Fair enough. Ghosts have been around for ages. Then aliens, they came out. They came out. When did they come out? In ancient times. <laughs> oh, yes, of yeah. course, yeah. Yeah, they came out in ancient times, right? But ghosts would have been maybe a little before them. No, they wouldn't have been. Would they not have been? No, ancient aliens. They couldn't, ghosts couldn't have been before ancient aliens. They, no, because I'm talking about ghosts of the monkeys. Before oh, monkey ghosts. Monkey ghosts. Have there been recorded episodes of monkey ghosts? I'm sure there have been, right? And I, just to say that, we're never recording an episode about monkey ghosts. No. Okay, Okay. I'll keep that in mind. But I think that there's a chance, right, that there, there's a chance ghosts were hanging around in like the, uh, what do you call, Neanderth- Neanderthals. Okay. Right? There's probably Neanderthal ghosts. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, if you were saying the ancient aliens came and messed with the DNA of Neanderthals, Neanderthals, you're saying that, right? Yeah, I am saying that. Yeah, yeah so... That's a theory I put forward. So the ghosts are slightly edge out the ancient aliens. Not necessarily. So are you saying there's, uh, we, there is such thing as ghosts of animals as well, so, yeah? I think there... Oh, yeah, I think there is. All right, is there ghosts of spiders? Can you get spider ghosts? Spider ghosts. Uh, no, they're arachnids. 
and they don't have um, they don't have ghosts. Okay, what about insects? Like birds? Can you get ghost birds? Yeah, I think you can definitely. Yeah, you can get ghost. But birds. no insects. Like, is it is it like? Could you? Is it size? Like, can a wren be a ghost? Uh, yeah, a wren could be a ghost. Yeah, right. So any it's sort not of bird. size. Yeah, it's not size. It's more about like I think it's if you have an exoskeleton. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Anyway, um, so where are we going this? We got another Irish episode. Yeah, so we have another Irish episode this week, Dennis. They're going to think we're on whiskey. They will. I can't keep track of the episode. No. Uh, this week, Dennis, we're doing. Can you believe it or not? A very special one. Go on. Right. We're doing one that. I think it's going to be a rarity because you definitely will have preconceptions of this. Okay. Right? And you will be aware of it. Are you saying me personally? Yeah. I you, have preconceptions. You you will be aware of it. Not the universe of you. No, no. Will you. the listeners share these preconceptions? Uh, some of them will. Okay. Some of them will. Right? In fact, a lot of them will, I think. All right. Okay. That's much better. Yeah. That's much better. A lot of them will. And I'll, I'll tell you, when I was researching this, I learned a bit about this as well. Mm. So even I, even I was surprised. Even you, even even me, and you know me, a supernatural paranormal expert. This week, Dennis, we are covering something known as the Banshee. Something known as the Banshee. Yeah. So we all know the Banshee. I would say Queen of the Ghosts. Well, Queen of the Spirits. There we go. There, there we, we go. go. A little bit. You you have to be careful nowadays. Yeah, I don't want to miss ghost them. Yeah. Well, okay. I've I I have. I have mentioned a banshee story on this podcast before. So I have actually encountered a banshee. Yeah. So um, I'm going to be interested though to find out the origins of the, of the banshee and who made it up. Do, do you remember when you... <laughs> why, what, what do you mean made up? No, I just, you know, like where it came from, like where it was invented. Oh, where, where it was discovered. It was discovered. Where it was exactly, discovered. Yeah. That's a, so, do you think it, with some of these ghosts and banshees, they're waiting around for humans? Uh, well, you if, you're, if you're talking about the monkey ghosts that we mentioned <laughs> earlier. <laughs> not. Okay. They, I think some ghosts are hanging around waiting for humans, some spirits. Yeah. They, they, in fact, actually, that kind of does tie up with, with the banshees. I bet it doesn't. Yeah. No, no it does. It does. No, they, you mentioned that you have, you have an experience of, of, of meeting the banshee. Yeah. Well, meeting, is it, is, oh, of course, we'll have to get into this before I start asking questions. Yeah. But you, you, in previous episodes, have referred to it as the banshee. As if there is one. Then I said something else about maybe a group of banshees. You suggested they were on a hen party or something. Yeah. But um, is there one banshee? I've always heard it said as the banshee. Mm. But I think that that comes from... In Irish, it would be like na banshee or un, un banshee. Yeah. So it, you would have the definitive article before it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's come from from that. All right, so a banshee is a thing then more than like it's like a fox. Like, yeah, it, you know, it's like ways. it's like the king, but you can have multiple kings. You know. Okay. Okay. They might have, they might have like um, maybe subdivided regions. Let's say that they control. Yeah. Warlords. Um. Yeah. Spirit lord. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Why? Why not? Why not? Throughout Irish folklore, there is perhaps no more widely recognised figure than that of the Banshee. Coming from the old Irish term, Bansheed, or Woman of the Fairy Mound, slash Fairy Woman, the Banshee is a female spectre which haunts the Irish countryside, known for her distinctive wail, which is said 
to be an ill portent. You know, it's going to be so good when we get the video on this, when we get the video up and running. So people can see, people can see the betrayal in your face when you read out some of these statements. What do you Smiling mean? Smiling to yourself. Why are you smi- What's that cheeky smile about? My pros. The pros, is it? Yeah, my pros. Because yeah. it looked like a cheeky smile of God. Isn't this a load of shit? No. It, it, was, it, had, it had the air of it. It was not that. How dare you say that? It, well, if you really know, if you really want to know, yeah. I was laughing at just saying the phrase fairy woman. Fair, okay, okay, fair enough. But my, uh, but also the pros. I was, I was giving myself a little smile, a little. Yeah, you're you know, saying, God, look at that. This is great. Shouldn't you be like more concentrating on the subject rather than your writing? Why? <laughs> true. Yeah. True. Yeah. because you know, you know, the subject, the subject can only be brought across by my writing. Very true. I, I do. I think it's one of the first episodes where I've actually agreed with you with your first sentence that you started off with. Usually, it's a wild, wild statement, but this is actually quite true. I think the banshee would be known. By most people in Ireland. But a question for you. Do you think the younger generation know about the Banshee? Do you think it's actually passed on? That's I mean, obviously the Banshees of Inishirin or whatever it's mm. called. That has definitely done a lot for That's resurrecting the name of the Banshees. Yeah. But and do you think the Banshee thing is with younger generations? I think that would largely depend on, and you can probably tell me this better than, than I would know myself, is the current proliferation of Banshee bones. Whether Banshee bones are out or not. Yeah. The, um, so Banshee bones were a popular crisp in Ireland that were out for a while, I think. A good good number of years. But I think they went off the market and then came back on the market. Are they, are, so they're back, are they? I don't know if they're back for good. Hang on. We're going to have to check this up. Banshee bones. Or the Banshee bones, as it should be. Well, I can tell you, Tato confirms Banshee bones crisps are back for good. Oh, they're back for good. Oh, they're back God. for good. After that is, successful that trial. That is my favorite statement when they come out with that. When they say like, don't worry, fat frogs are back for good. Back for good. Look. Back for good. After successful trial. So I, did she win against someone or <laughs> was it? I don't think there's, there's anything that they make statements about that other than crisps and chocolate. Where they're saying Banshee bones are back for good. Like as in, in 20 years time, there's, there's just one person in Longford buying banshee bones no one else and they're like they're back for we good. have to get rid of them and they're like no you said they're back for good you said it they and i i don't eat crisps as you know that mm. dennis they can you can you give the listener a little uh i could idea? be i could be very wronged here i know there's actually an avid listener um and a very very close friend of the podcast who mm-hmm. listens to all the episodes and she loves banshee bones and okay. so when i talk about this now i could get it wrong but i'm fairly sure Banshee bones are kind of like a prawn cocktail kind of crisp. Oh, well... What does it say on that? It says salt and vinegar here. Salt and vinegar with a tang. That it's not straight down the line, salt and vinegar. Salt and vinegar, probably most standard crisp flavor you can think of. And then there you are, putting prawns in the mix. Here, it's the, it's imagine salt and vinegar, but haunted. Do you think... Is that what they're doing? Well, sure, how else do they make them? Jesus Christ. They, they, I think we've got to get on to Tato. Can we do some kind of um, cross-promotion? Yeah, cross-pollination. Yeah. They, they, you have a little QR code on the back of all of the, all of the Banshee bones they sell that allow you to listen to the podcast for free. That would be unbelievable. <laughs> Wouldn't that be it's, great? You can, yeah, you can do that now as well. But I think, our Banshee, I think the audience for us would be people who eat Banshee bones. Yeah, I think that there's probably... Like, we're not going to be a Walker's Crisp audience. You no. know, anyone who goes in and gets them, that's not going to happen. No, no. I no. mean, we'd be maybe Chickatees, Monster Munch of the Push... I don't know why I pronounced Monster Munch we, like that. No, Monster Munch, I think, is in the fold. Do you think? Yeah. I but think it'd be a little bit upmarket for us. I think Banshee Bones, it's hard to really think of a better 
cross-branding opportunity than Banshee Bones. So anyone from Tato, get on to us. Get on to us. We're, we're, listen, we're all ears. Tato. Crisps that whisper. whisper. Crisps that whisper. Tato. Tato. Look for the special pack. Tato are terrific. The Banshee will visit an area when a moment of great tragedy or death is about to be visited upon a family. The figure will often come accompanying a terrible storm or something of that ilk. Her unearthly wail heard above even the ferocious wind and cracks of thunder, sending dread into the hearts of all those who hear it, wondering, is this wail meant for me? You know, there's a friend of mine, right? And you know, a lot of people in Ireland have superstitions that they follow and all the rest of it, right? But yeah. you just said there about, you know, a lot of people believe that the banshee's wail and all that is a signal that there's a coming death going to happen or something really, really bad. Yeah, yeah. But we had a friend, right? And we we were old enough to know better, right, at this stage. We were old enough to behave ourselves. But we went into, it was a funeral. And like this person's, like, father had just died. And then their, their aunt had just died. Right, so it was like oh, like two deaths straight off the bat. So we came in and we're chatting away to them, like we're all really good friends, and we're sitting down. It's that kind of lull after the funeral and whatever, and everyone's chatting away, and you don't really know what to say. And say, oh, how are you getting on? You know, do you like the sandwiches? Oh, thanks very much. And then this guy goes, you know, this stuff it always happens in trees. <laughs> You're joking. Basically, warning our friend that There's here, one more. you think this is the end of it. You, oh. you better watch out. Listen, keep the plot open. <laughs> yeah, keep that open. Don't worry about any work yeah, You're only wasting your time. <laughs> Get another coffin lined up there. There's somebody coming. So the Banshee, Dennis, right? But actually, mm, this might be interesting. It, it, it might tie into your story. It might be, might be curious. The Banshee is more selective than she may first seem, however. As it is said that she will only wail for those of pure Malaysian blood or those dating their bloodline back to the last people who came and settled Ireland from the Iberian Peninsula. Most commonly, this is thought to be those who bear the prefix of O or Mac before their last names, as these are true descendants of the ancient Gaels. All right, Raj, you want something? You want something? You're probably looking at me going... Hey, this guy's got a banshee story, but his second name is Len. Yeah, doesn't yeah, make any sense. Yeah. Got a surprise for you. Got a surprise for you. Go on. So I'll tell the story right really, really quickly because some people might have heard it already, right? And when I say quickly, I'll take my goddamn time. <laughs> so my grandmother died. Yeah. And then she, if there was anyone who was related to the spirit world in any way, it was definitely my grandmother. She just had this way about her, right? Mm. She also claimed that she met a headless horseman on the way to work as well. And it scared the living shit out of me when she told us about it repeatedly. She, one night, or after the funeral, it was myself, my sister, and my mother were in the house. My dad was on nights. And we heard, like, a wail outside like like not a fox right because yeah, yeah. people go say it's a fox it, yeah, yeah. it was not a fox right unless the fox was like after getting in a car crash and all the fox's family were dead right that's the only kind of way this terrifying thing woke us all up so we all came out and we we're you know you get that do you ever hear when someone's like the difference between someone screaming and when someone's screaming in pain like when someone's hurt yeah yeah like, they, they kind of sends all this tingles around you like 
so anyway this happened that's fine let's just go back to bed settle down it was probably just you know like it's probably just the day that's in it we're just it's our imagination go back to sleep everyone's asleep about half an hour crash hear this massive glass smash downstairs somewhere so like someone's breaking into the house that's what it is we go downstairs but we had a house alarm so it didn't go off so we're Mm -hmm. like "Hmm, it must be something inside we go down huge picture of saint mary smashed on the ground just off the off the hall just completely and it's gone we're like oh my god right and then it was dark so my mother put it back up and then we came down in the morning and we got equally scared my mother put the picture on the wall upside down right now that story i've told before right and you said it has to be o's or max or max my grandmother is an o what what was she i can't say it because it's like used for like bank details and stuff okay but but it's a but it's an o an o yeah so so siberian so she is, she's of, of Malaysian blood. She's classic Irish. Jesus Christ. I'll be honest with you, coming into this. Couldn't wait to sting me with that, I'd say. I could couldn't, wait. couldn't wait. The fact that I am, I'm pure, pure Iberian. You're pure fucking cunt. I'm pure <laughs> Iberian. And you, no, 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 you. Although, also, right, I would have also accepted this because some include the Fitzgeralds in this, in this category as well because Fitzgeralds, they were early Normans, and they were said to be more Irish than the Irish themselves. So they, they were considered. That's definitely what the Fitzgeralds say. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So they were included. They, they were included in this, uh, in this grouping. It's also said, Dennis, that her whale is not always the harbinger of death, but on some rare occasions can be a warning of danger if she's feeling generous. However... She takes no pity on those who do not heed her warning. Do we have a couple of theories for where she comes from at the end of this? Just so, just so I don't jump into it. Um, you go on, go okay. on. Okay. When you say that she warns people of uh, things that are happening, yeah? yeah. I mean that does obviously hark back to our friend Mothman. Okay, yeah, and Mothman. Yeah. In some of the theories, I think was kind of like an interdimensional traveler. Yeah. Yes. So, are we thinking maybe Banshee is like an Irish Mothman? Okay, okay, I'm liking it, I'm liking it a yeah. lot, right? And, and then, second follow-up question, does the Banshee just appear in Ireland? Oh, that's a great question. So, also, um, can also appear in, in Scotland, I believe. Oh, so like the Celtic connection. Yeah. So we can yeah. definitely jump then, probably one or two in Wales. Mm, I haven't heard much of it, maybe the Welsh have their own version of it. Yeah. But I'd, I, wouldn't, um, I wouldn't be so confident of that. Third question. Go on. Is the Banshee sexy? Well, we will actually get to that. <laughs> Is there all, that's, yeah. You're just getting rid of all this stuff off the top yeah, first. Yeah, we will actually get into that. And all I'd say is put a pin in the extra-dimensional or interdimensional being. Okay. Because, listen, I had similar, Way ahead of us. similar thoughts myself, right? Her appearance is another point of contention. As there are many differing accounts. Some say that she takes the form of a haggard old woman with silvery white hair. In some cases, she is unusually tall. In others, she is as short as one foot, showing her fairy nature. Her face is sunken and her eyes are bloodshot beyond belief from an eternity of non-stop crying. Why is that funny? <laughs> no, it's just a bloodshot beyond belief. Beyond belief, yeah. I mean, she's a banshee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but Dennis... Even for a banshee, these are... They're imagine, unusual. Imagine this, like, what would you say? Like, somebody up all night. 
Up yeah. all night, eyes, eyes bloodshot. The, this, this woman, she's been crying non-stop for an eternity. Is this the same bad she popping around the place? Like, there's only one, there's only one moss man, right? Yeah, well... Is there not? There potentially could be more than one. Okay, but, but like... Yeah. I suppose I'm just eager to get onto the interdimensional thing where they're from the same school. Okay, we'll, 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 we'll get onto that. Mm-hmm. So make, bring that up again, okay? Because I, I like the vibes you're putting out on that. Right? Sometimes witnesses have even seen her flying through the moonlight. So like gliding, gliding along. Wit- witchy kind of, but no broom. I can imagine that, but I'm imagining it in a kind of a 70s animation. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like I know way scarier than current animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, I yeah, wouldn't mind seeing her animated in this, in this next version, right? Because in Whose version accounts, is this? What? Whose version is this? What do you mean? Where did you get this from? Like, was this typed up? This is this from is, from inside your head, or was no, this like, no, 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 okay. no. This is all in the. Um, this is just in the, the folklore, the folklore of, of the banshee. I hear any any kids out there listening to this podcast. You shouldn't be listening to it anyway. But right now, close your ears because I'm about to ask him a question. Do you think there's banshee porn? Oh, um, I'd say I'd say there probably is. There probably is. There probably is. There, 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 bring there, it up. There Come probably on, bring it up. <laughs> I'll have to check that right now. Um, <laughs> hey, all these links have been clicked. <laughs> no, no, that's something else. In other accounts, however, she takes the form of a beautiful young woman. In some <laughs> cases, even a family member who died before they were able to be wed off and now is tasked with returning from the other world to warn her bloodline of upcoming misfortune. All right, so the banshee is only to do with your bloodline, is it? But your bloodline could obviously, ex- you know, be huge. I assume. Yeah. But so, like, if a banshee is warning you, you are related to that banshee. No. So, okay, right. I think we'll really get into this later. <laughs> Sometimes you react to these questions as if it's like, oh, for God's sake, it, I have to explain this to him. It's the reaction as if we're learning division. Yeah. And you've brought up like water square roots. So I'm like, okay, well, there is an answer to this, but it's taking us way off track. So this, right? So basically, there's, let's say, two, potentially three branches to this. Okay. Right. The two branches are one. The banshee is a spirit, like a uh, a spirit entity. There's way more than this, right? But one, the banshee is like a spirit entity mm-hmm. that just comes and wails like as ill portent. Okay. So it it kind of to go on the Mothman route. It's not far off a cryptid in that respect, even though it, it is a it is a spirit. It come. It knows. Um, it can interdimensionally tell that sadness is going to happen. So it, whether somebody's going to die or something like that. So it comes and uh, and wails, kind of in anticipation of of a, of a death. But not necessarily to stop it from happening. No, not necessarily. Okay. Um, in some, like I said, in some rare cases, it can be to like. Let's say you're like, oh, I'm going to go for a walk tonight. The banshee will come out and go, oh, scare you. So I'm going to put something yeah. to you, right? In the most long-winded way ever. Okay. Right? I was watching a documentary, okay? Yeah. And it shows how plants and stuff evolve to do very precise things that they need done. Is this the one that you were watching? Yeah, is this the David Attenborough one? I was watching it today. You, my God, you've brought this up a hundred times. Well, <laughs> if that's my only sin, 
So there's a flower in that, right? <laughs> it can't be that good. It's unbelievable. There's a flower in that that heats up to 20 degrees hotter than its surrounding area. Okay, right? yeah, it, yeah. It, it lays off a stank. Okay, right? it, yeah. it is a hot stank comes off the flower. Right. These little flies go onto it. Uh-oh, it's slippy. They've slipped into its prison that mm. lays inside its fat stalk, yeah. right? They go in there. There's these little spindly things that trap them in there. Yeah. And then there's a female and a male uh, reproductive kind of, let's say, organs inside there. And the flies are going around banging into these things and they take all the stuff and then they pollinate it. And then the little spindly things that were trapping them in there, like the cage bars, whatever, they like a wilt and then the flies pop out and they go on to the next one and then they cross-pollinate and all this, right? Okay, yeah. Precisely made and all has a purpose. Okay, yeah. With some of these things, like the banshee, why would she go and just wail? Like, you know, what's the, what is the purpose to the environment she's in? What's the purpose for her? What does she get out of it? So, in one of the branches mm-hmm. that we were just talking about, let's say she's more of a cryptid, right? She's more of like an ancient fairy type woman. She's coming to feed off the negative energy. Okay. And the wailing is just the cry. She, she, to her, to her, it doesn't, um, the wail means nothing. You so, know? it's like she's taking in carbon dioxide pain. And then producing oxygen, whale. but that's the whale. the whale. Yeah, yeah. You see? And it's all perfect. <laughs> you see? You see? It's, you see? It's perfectly designed. It's perfectly designed. It's perfectly now that designed. I have given you that. Yes. Yeah. So does the pain get taken away from people? Like, like what, what's, what's, what's she hoovering up here? What's she vacuuming? Like, is she taking the pain out of the world? No, it's not, it's not necessarily to do with pain. Okay, but the it's sadness, like death. sadness, death, whatever. It's just like the whatever exchanges are happening in the world when those kind of negative energies happen. It's a, she's not necessarily doing a good deed, you know. She's not taking away sadness from the world. She's just coming to wail to like suck up the dead energy, you know. Yeah, well, what does she get from it? Oh, sustenance. Sustenance. So she becomes she she needs it to feed. Um. Yeah, let's say that. Yeah. yeah. Wait, when you look up when I ask you those questions, are you trying to get like the research to the front of your mind, or are you just making things up? No, I'm trying to remember what I've read. Okay. Yeah. Because right. it really looks like you're just saying, well, in my imagination, yeah, sure. No, no, because then the other branch of the theory, the other branch of the theory. <laughs> Wait, that didn't answer anything. What? Go on. The this other... is just you do this all the time. You just say, and then actually, no. Wait, wait a second. Put a pin in that. Never come back to it ever again. You and never then, bring I, it up again. And then I forget. Yeah, but no, you, that's your, on you. That's on you. You never bring it up again. But the, if I bring it up a, a second time, you say, no, wait, put a pin in it. We're going to start it at the end. No, no, you never bring it up at the end. But I, you, the second branch of this, though, right, is that she is a spirit linked to a family. Okay. Right? That she's, in, in fact, actually, potentially in both versions of this, it's due to an ancient relationship between those ancient gales the the Milesians, right? An an ancient, uh, let's say, pact or relationship between the Milesians and the that's way too much like Malaysian that time. Mm-hmm. The 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 Milesians and the um, the Sheed, the hidden fairy people of, mm-hmm. of Ireland when they arrived here. So you could say that if you if you look at them as having an antique an antagonistic i really can't speak today having an antagonistic relationship right the the ancient irish people and the fairies that lived here she's coming to gloat what's she gloating about she's going to say haha you're all dying yeah and that's giving her a bit of sustenance right okay but then the other branch of this is that the banshee is actually 
Like in, um, the banshee is actually, let's say, a spirit representative of somebody from the family who has gone to live in the fairy realm because they died young. Okay. And now they're coming back to warn the family or to kind of, as it's kind of like the way a doctor would tell you, you know, you have a week left to live. All right. Okay. Right. I, so with you, yeah. you die today, right? You die right now. Right. Yeah. Can you go to the fairy world? Me. Yeah. No. No. You can't. So are Not all me. are all banshees from, you know, a long, long time ago? When, when when was the first banshee around? Like what what year are we talking? I'd say From your research, obviously. From my research. I'd say you're talking B C anyway. B C yeah, yeah. Okay. We're, we're, let's say That's probably a big that's a big window. Eight hundred B C. Eight hundred B C. Okay. So and that's when the first kind of banshees were knocking around. I'd so, say, yeah. And there there hasn't been any like banshees created recently. Um Like you can be fairly sure if there's a banshee outside, that's from like before Christ. No, because because uh thankfully mortality rates have um have risen. Right. So you see what was happening back then is that people were dying young. But there's st- there still are people dying young. Like but that not, still is But like let's say let's say it's let's say it's one in every ten thousand becomes a banshee. Yeah. Like that takes that's way you know that's that's so not, you're saying it's like they just don't have enough they've got the positions just don't have the personnel yeah it's it, it is yeah it's really if anything it's more of like a it's like a training problem okay so there's just not you're saying that the big problem with the banshees is not enough irish young people doing yes okay now if we could get back to that yeah you'd good be seeing banshees every every two minutes days. yeah all right okay i think i I'm, I'm not sure if it cleared stuff up there's a lot of information there but definitely a lot to chew on <laughs> that's always a good sign when you say there's a lot to chew on that basically just means continue i'm fed up <laughs> so right some some dennis this ties into some of the questions you were asking earlier and you were saying oh uh, you always tell me put a pin in those but you never take the pin out that is, well, i'm sorry Rick, but how is that my voice that is your voice that is not my voice how is that my voice that's not my voice all right we're going to play those two together yeah like uh, we'll just stitch them together and then the listeners can decide that, that is, is not my voice that is not my They're the same picture. Can I just say as well, I was really expecting you to bring up the fact that the Banshee, no, no word of the fact that the Banshee's size range is between unusually tall and one foot tall. I mean, that, didn't make, that was of no interest to you. I mean, that could just be because one they spotted it far away and close up. Oh, is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's probably it. Yeah. So some of you even, seem very protective of the Banshee. So, some have even noted, well, Dennis, I am an O'Sullivan. Yeah. So there, potentially, you're talking about my ancient ancestors here. Mm-hmm. Potentially. Or potentially not. <laughs> depending on which branch you Wait, go can with. I ask you another question yeah. about the fairies? Yes. Do you recognize that the fairies existed? We, we already touched on this, I think, in the last recorded episode. But do, do you think so that the fairies exist as much as, like, aliens exist, as we exist? The Sheed, right, mm-hmm. the hidden people who live under fairy mounds in Ireland. Yeah. I think they potentially could exist. You know what would be amazing? Or they might be aliens. Okay, obviously. Yeah. Anything could be an alien. You know what would be an amazing graphic to see? Like mm-hmm. a huge poster on a wall. Yeah. Would be the world as you see it and believe it to exist if you believe in all the theories that we've discussed. Like the fairies exist under the ground, right? Yeah. Even like yeah, little yeah. mounds. 
but not too much because then the mole people, people have yeah. to exist under them. Yeah, you're right. And then they have to interact. Yeah. And then we've got orbs flying around the place. It's a very busy world you live in. A very oh, busy world. Can I say as well, a very exciting world to live in. <laughs> it is. It's very exciting living in my world, Dennis. And may I, may I suggest you come join me someday, <laughs> right? So... Some have even noted, Dennis, that these variations I mentioned earlier in terms of their, their looks and their size and stuff, that these may be regional in nature. Adding to these accounts, there are some rare cases where the Banshee appears as an earthly figure, usually disguised as an old beggar woman huddled in the open or at a crossroads, only to be comforted by a passerby, at which point she turns wailing at the unsuspecting Good Samaritan and flies off into the worlds. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. That would blow your mind, wouldn't there it? There is something about crossroads as well. I, I, we probably can't really... You probably can't really experience how scary a crossroad is now, I'd imagine. Do you want, so? You'd want to go somewhere fairly rural, but even back in my day, when I was just a young sprog down in the lonely lanes of my father's village, when I was wandering around there, like, that got spooky. Like real spooky, and really? you w- you would see those like those almost banshee esque women walking around the place, who at the time were probably thirty six, you know, <laughs> probably thirty six years old, Ancient. but just condemned to death after like twenty five. The crossroads, famously, you're meant to meet the devil at the crossroads. Are you? Yeah, yeah. That's what? that's where you meet him. Okay, as in like just on your way. How many Irish stories was there before about? And they were walking along, and this lad said to them, blah, 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 and they said, "Thanks very much." And they looked down at his feet, hooves. Who? Yeah. Hooves. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you don't you don't like those stories? See, I went in. I went into the library, rent a book, rent a book. DKI witness dinosaur. Looked down at the librarian's feet, hooves. So hooves. okay. So what you're really saying is the next few episodes I have to rewrite. Is that it? Do you believe in Satan then? Oh, I definitely believe in Satan. You definitely believe in Satan. Yeah, yeah. And he might even have something to do with the aliens. He can't. He can. He created aliens. No, he might be an alien. He might be an alien. Yeah. But do you believe in Satan as in terms of the Bible, Satan? No? I think, uh, I'll put it to you this way. If I was to see him, it wouldn't take much convincing. (laughs) For some reason, this episode feels like we have been in a sauna for like 12 hours. Do you think so? Do you get that kind of vibe off it? I think this one has been more challenging than we were expecting. It is. But that's because there's, I think it's just because it's, we, we know so much about it. I want to find out more about it, if you get what I mean. Like, it's close to home. Well, I think, I think we've already found out a little bit no, we have, more yeah. about it. And I think, Dennis, that we're leading in. We're leading into a pretty cool, I think, almost first for the podcast, right? Mm. Because, Dennis, we're heading in to a genuine second-hand encounter. Second-hand? <laughs> what? Second hand. Yeah, second hand. What does that encounter. mean? What's second hand? Se- second hand means it was dictated to to you. No, not to me. Oh, to a person. Third hand is it? No, that's second hand. Second hand. Okay. Yeah. So an eyewitness. We're, yeah. We're, then we're, passed it on to someone else. Yes. And you and but that source is really reliable. And now, yeah. And, and now you're I'm that, about to like I'm about to give you that okay. source. So Dennis, perhaps one of the most chilling accounts of the banshee comes from a Miss Dumphy. Of Irish town, New Ross. Now, for any of the Americans out there, right, they're thinking they made that up. They've made it up and they're, they're, they're almost switched off. That is an actual town. 
Yeah, Irish like, that's Tony an actual Ross. tone. We're not making this up. No, no. This is real. Well, I mean, I can't speak for yeah, the rest of no, this. No, I can no, speak for the tone. No, stop where you were. It is real. So this story, Dennis, mm. was recorded through a friend of hers and recorded on something called Dukas.ie. Okay. Are you familiar with, uh, with, with Dukas? Dukas, is that a spirit or something? It's the, it's the Irish word for heritage. Oh, lovely. And this is, it's actually a really cool website. This is a national heritage and folklore archive. I think it might even be like privately, privately run, but it contains high res scans of this handwritten account. Okay, cool. Right, so I've transcribed that here. Some of it doesn't make full sense to me because it's lost kind of in translation a bit. So can you just give us the summary there again? So this is a woman living in an Irish town and what year is it? Uh, it is the story is recorded in 1937. Oh wow, it's that old. Okay, yeah, cool. So that's when the story was recorded, but it it the story itself is from about like a little bit before that. Cool. So it, it, it'll, it'll become clear now. So this is this is the story recorded in Dukas.e. Between 15 and 20 years ago, a lady by the name of Miss Dumphy in T. Irish town heard the banshee. One night Miss Dunphy went to bed and after a long sleep she was awakened by a noise. Her bedroom window faced down the Irish town. When she woke up she was dazed by sleep. She heard screams. At first she thought it was the howling of dogs but as the screaming came nearer it filled the whole vault of the heavens. Then, all of a sudden, it struck her that it was the banshee. The lady got out of bed, went to the maid's room. She woke the maid and told her she'd heard the banshee. Then the maid said, Come on over to the window until we see what she is like. But Miss Dumphy did not go over. The maid looked out the window and she said, That's she all right. What is she like? Miss Dunphy asked. The, the description she gave her was At first, she looked like a huge tangled ball of wool. But as soon as she... What are you laughing at? <laughs> Nothing. What are you laughing at? At first, she looked like a huge tangled ball of wool. But as soon as she came nearer, she assumed a woman's form. After a time, she sat on the corner of the bow sheen and started keening and combing her hair. After a while, she disappeared. That same night, the banshee was heard in Rileen and in the Maudlands. And on that very night, a man named McCarthy died in the Maudlands. That is spooky. Very spooky. I don't know why you laughed in the middle of it, though. That was weird. Did you get a funny message on your phone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Okay, funny meme. Yeah. I tell you, you know what people don't do hardly enough anymore? Keen their hair. They don't, they don't. I've Nobody been saying keen it. their hair. Keen, what, what are you doing? Oh, I'm keening my hair. You go, to, you go to the barber and go, oh, I just want a little keen, if you can do it. I suppose just the thing to note there is that the banshee can appear anything from a woman, mm-hmm. an ugly woman, a sexy woman, to a big ball of wool as well. Yeah, well, I, I laughed at that, right? I laughed at a tangled ball of wool. But really, when you think about it, it's a really evocative image. Because what, you're, what I'm thinking of is, really, you're talking about a person with no knowledge of them describing an orb. Are we? 
Yeah, I, I kind think of, so. I kind of uh, imagined it as more of a tangled ball of wool, but we're kind of... Oh, you know what? I was going to say glowing. So maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. It, is, maybe it is an orb. You see, so you were talking about like a kind of a formless orb, like like a ball, a tangled S- ball. Smoke of almost, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a beautifully evocative phrase. Almost as if she's appearing or coming in from one dimension to another. Perhaps? I like the way you're thinking. Yes. Perhaps. She's coming from the wool dimension. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's coming into her dimension. The knitter's dimension. Yeah. That's where they all want to be. The, actually, here's my pet theory is that the banshee was knitting and actually just put away her wool really quickly. And then you saw her behind the... And then the, she stepped through. The wool. Yeah, yeah. What's a bosheen? So, oh, great, great question. I've spent so long trying to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Um, the best I can think of, if any listener, if any Irish listener can... can we, have a, we have a good number of Irish-speaking listeners in, so yeah. they might be able to help us out. So I really did look like high and low to find a bosheen. The best I can come up with. I don't think I'm misreading the text. Mm. And the there's also a, a typed version next to the actual printed paper. But the best I could come up with is that it's some kind of regional variation on... Um, a regional variation on a, a Boreen. Okay. That's the best thing I could think of. But that's the scan of the story. Beautiful handwriting. So I, I think... Uh, I think that kind of stuff spooks you sometimes. The fact that this is here. It's scanned on this and it's from 1937. I think that stuff... Ha- I mean, you're not going to believe this. But you won't believe the words that are about to come right, go on. I believe that stuff kind of has a bit of power in it. What do you mean? You the- know, I, I believe that like, you know, when you write that stuff down and it exists there, like as in, it's like a photograph or something. Like it just has a bit of power. It captures that that moment and i think if anything's going to be haunted or spooky it's going to be that diary or whatever it it'll is. be that yeah do you think we're getting a little bit of the haunting just by looking at the i would PDF say yes version? i would say yes what is the what is that um what is that we're being exposed to the haunting it's like secondary haunting or you know yeah it's like secondary cringe we're getting secondary oh haunting. yeah yeah we're getting yeah we're just a getting bit. a milder milder haunting. mild haunting do you gonna be vaccinated against haunting like you get a oh. little bit of a haunt uh, oh, sorry. Uh, do you mean like you build up immunity? Like, the, yeah, I don't like, think you can be vaccinated, but I think maybe that she's. You know what? No, everything I've read is that after the first bout of haunting, mm. it actually gets easier and easier to be reinfected by haunting. Oh, okay. All right. So you're actually it's actually the complete opposite of most. Oh things, yeah, yeah. I think it is. I think it's the. It doesn't work the same as um as like viruses and stuff. There's not much reassurance in that, is there? No. When you're haunted once, you're like, oh man, lo- things are actually going to get worse. A lot of people say if you use a Ouija board just once, you've opened yourself up to Of like, course you have. It's like, it's like flying a flag in the air, going, here, look, I'm, a, I'm an idiot over here. You can come out. Check and, me out. Yeah, come into, come into me and possess me. So, Dennis, what do you make of that story? I love it. I absolutely love that story. I think it's really scary. I just love all that old Irish thing. You can, you can, I, I hope that like all the listeners out there can imagine it. But just like, just imagine like rain, um, uh, whitewashed um, houses, straw on it. Like, go mad on the stereotypes. Go uh, wherever your mind wants to take you. You actually can't cause any offense compared to what this is going to look candles, like. Candles, candles, candles. Well. Yeah, um, and uh, weird windowsills, and yeah. and just mud, and like everyone's wearing big like. Uh, aprons made out of like you know um fucking mud <laughs> you know? yeah like you know thatch their their how their clothes are like thatch roofs and did you notice there again dennis it it was because she had a maid it was probably a big house yeah it was so to tie it back in to courage house house 
what what a lot of people don't know is back back then this that would have been if you're talking about 1937 or 38 and you're talking about 20 years before that like that's probably the remnants of the anglo-irish ascendancy still Mm -hmm. hoarding the ghosts from the average irish person yeah so your actual point there was not that these were coming to um let's say seek revenge against seek revenge against the landowners it's actually that the problem there is that the landowner landowners much like the land are keeping all the, the ghosts the british were keeping the ghosts from uh, the irish yeah. yeah that's not really said that often but <laughs> I mean, there needs to be more research done into that is there anything that can happen to you if you look at a banshee or anything if you don't heed its warning you can be in big trouble in what way like legally no no just like the well there might be in in that case as well but if if a banshee if you're going down let's say a steep hill and a banshee whoa, pops up wails at you you better turn back man i just feel that if you were warning people against things that you would maybe do it in a more of i don't know more friendly kind of way you know like as in if if the banshee is warning you not to run towards things you better hope that that banshee is standing in front of it when they're screaming at you Instead of behind you and accelerating you towards the danger. Because that's the only way you're going to run. Like you're going but, to- Dennis, they're from different dimensions, potentially. Mm-hmm. So this is their best chance of, of communicating. You see, I don't buy this. You, you give them so much credit for doing a shit job. You did the same thing with Mothman. Like, you're saying, oh, look, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. Look, they're doing their best. They're, they're doing, doing their, their best. best. But yeah. what if they're making it worse? No, Dennis, they're doing their best. Like, they, they can't... Uh, well, like, I'm sure in some cases people misunderstand what they're trying to communicate and maybe yeah they like fall off cliffs. you know it'd be really fucking cool right and if it's already out there i apologize to the maker if it's not i am this is my idea right you cannot steal it unless someone is in game development out there. right what about like mortal combat but for like banshees and like all these like uh, cryptoids and stuff how cool would that be cryptids cryptids <laughs> sorry i was investing in cryptoids. a year a year of the podcast nearly yeah and you're still getting cryptoid it doesn't matter who cares it doesn't matter <laughs> But Do you listen to anything I ever say? I'm not going to answer that. Okay. But could you imagine how cool that would be? Like a Tekken of like Banshees and stuff. You could completely imagine how uh, what yeah. its moves and stuff so would you're, be. So you're talking about maybe Banshee. Banshee is some, like maybe let's say Nina. In yeah, Tekken. well, more like Yoshimitsu, you know, like Kiss of Death and that kind of stuff. Okay, okay. But, but, you're, but you're talking about you'd have Bigfoot in it. Yeah. You'd have the Yeti. That would be so cool. Mothman. Yeah, I think that would be... Yeti would be like that um, guy from Mortal Kombat, actually. I can't remember what that thing's name is. It mostly fights on the ground, and it has this really... Maybe it's Tekken. And it, it mostly fights on the ground. It looks like a Yeti. They will just quickly go through a few theories before we wrap it up for the, for the evening, Dennis. So, number one theory. It's a ghost. Okay, it's a ghost, but I said it was a ghost at the start, and you yeah. were adamant that it was not no, a ghost, it, and that I'd it was a, a spirit or a puka. Yeah, yeah, so it's more, what it's more like is a a ghost of, of a family member manifested through a, like a spirit that comes back to warn the family. So it's like a, it's like a slightly... So the spirit is like the vehicle and the ghost is stepping into that, is yeah, that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. The, the banshee is like... Your the banshee is a vessel. Is that what you're kind of saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. But the banshee will exist after that ghost ceases to exist. Yes, yeah. And then another ghost can step into that. It's like Ye- a car. Yeah, no, no, that's exactly it. Yeah. So that okay. that's that's one of the theories. Next theory is that it's like a, it is an ancient fairy woman, one of the sheed, mm-hmm. and this is just what they do now. This is based on potentially we don't know the folklore around it, but maybe there was a pact made between the the Milesians and the sheed. Maybe part of the pact is like, oh, you'll come and warn our bloodline. Right? Okay. Or maybe, like I said earlier, they're coming to gloat. 
And so, but it does. Did we answer whether or not there are multiple banshees or not? Yeah, there are. There are multiple banshees. Yeah. Okay. They, uh, they might even have regional uh, differences, like we mentioned earlier. Okay. Yeah. And they exist in like some of the banshees will pronounce it like butter, and other ones will pronounce it like burr, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They. They. Yeah. Or their whale will sound a bit different. Mm-hmm. Whale. Come on, that's like as you go more north. That's like the whale. I'd say no one would take those banshees seriously. Do you not think so? No. no, she wouldn't even know. You wouldn't even know what they're saying. It's going. What about you? Like Daniel Donald territory, you know. <laughs> the, Are we Daniel? Imagine if he became a banshee. That would be unreal. <laughs> He'd be a terrifying banshee. So next one, uh, we kind of touched on it already. The idea, extra dimensional being type thing. Yeah, you're saying that as if like you're saying it's an accountant or something, but that's probably one of the most startling uh, theories. I think no. Uh, not really for me. I mean, it opens, uh, it opens the, the door to a lot of questions in terms of. Where's it coming from? Yeah, it's Mothman-esque. It's from that, that dimension. Okay, so, and are you saying then that it's it's in the same kind of line as the good versus evil battle that's happening all over the universe? Yeah. And is Banshee good or bad? Uh, Banshee, you might be surprised, grey. Grey area. Grey area, yeah. Like a ref. I'd say some are good, some are bad. And that might even account for the regional differences. Okay, cool. Um, all right, so some of, those are, some of those are good, some of those are bad. And how do you know which ones are good or bad? Uh, you just have to go and wait and see. Kind of vibe them, get the vibe. Yeah, them, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you you know, yeah. you know when it happens. Do you think the word vibe is gone though? Uh, I think it's on the way out. Yeah, yeah. I think vibe is it's. It, if you're asking me, I think it's totes cringe. And if I heard somebody said it, say it, I would think big yikes. Mm. That, Jesus that, Christ! That's I remember opinion. you. Was that on this podcast? No, you? no. It wasn't. Or was that a different podcast? No, that was that was when we were streaming. Oh, you're trying to make big yikes come come in. That's a, that's the thing. Well, oh, okay. it's not anymore. You're, but you're trying to make like your, your thing, though. Oh well, it was my thing. It was no. It was. It was, I tried to trademark it. The, yeah. Turns out I was meant to copyright it. Anyway, last one. Aliens. They're aliens. <laughs> oh wow! That's such a great way of uh, presenting the theory. The theory is they're aliens, they're and aliens. then the little paragraph on it is they're aliens. <laughs> they're aliens. Yeah. You know what aliens are up to? I feel like you're 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 wildly underprepared for these theories and in, and maybe even didn't actually have any no i did okay so they're aliens can you expand on that uh, without me just like you know bringing you through the theory yeah they're aliens we know what aliens are you and yeah. me we've been where are they from what planet are they from oh uh hard to say extremely hard to say do you know what they might even be they might even be like we've talked before about aliens having pets with them and the pets kind of acting weirdly they could the bad be she escaped yeah like letting your dog out that's it. So they're not even they're alien dogs, is what you're saying. The banshees are alien dogs. The, yeah, the banshees are like the Baha men in ancient Ireland, yeah. where an alien came down and it let its own dogs out, and they've just been roaming free as a as like an isolated population in Ireland since. All oh, right. So what you're saying is that there is this small population of alien dogs that have been running free in Ireland since 800 BC, and they're actually populating Ireland. Yeah, but they're dying out. They're dying out. Yeah. Where are they dying out? Uh, because not enough Irish people are dying young. That doesn't make any sense, though. What did a dog? Did alien dogs have to feed on them? No. Uh, yes. Yeah. I feel they like if you had spirits. anyone up until this point, they'd probably fallen off. Do, do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think you had a great case up until that last one. Up until they're aliens. They're aliens. Hey, and did you just hear? Did you just hear the banshee? <laughs> uh, thanks very much for listening to us this week. 
Um, I've been Dennis Len. You can find me at Dennis Len 3D on Instagram, Twitter, and BanshiesRoss.com. Over there is Roger O'Sullivan. You can find me at Roger O'Comedy on Instagram or at Roger O'Sullivan on Twitter. And uh, you can also find the podcast at Unexplained Legends on Instagram. Yeah, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. And um, there are videos going up there all the time. And it'll add a visual piece to what you're listening to. Also, we've got, uh, we're only 16. 16! Five star reviews of 100 five star reviews on Spotify. Oh, if you're one of the 16 out there who hasn't given us a review, please click on that little star at the top of Spotify so we can get the cool 100 and we can tell our parents about it. Yeah, and also uh, make sure you send in your spooky stories to the podcast. Did you say that? No, I didn't. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> make sure you send in your spooky stories to the podcast at unexplainedlegends at gmail.com. And uh, we're coming up to the anniversary of the podcast, so we're hoping to do a few special things for that. Uh, few uh, listener submissions hopefully fingers crossed if yeah. we get enough so if you've thought about sending us in a story now is the time to do it because you will feature on a bumper packed episode that's going to ring in the anniversary of Unexplained Legends so on uh, the back of that uh, love you goodbye I I oh here we go I here, like hand washing here we go yeah, are you yeah. going to say you like hand washing stuff I do like hand washing Roger, stuff Roger honestly you're going to say you like hand washing I stuff I swear I do yeah you don't